<laughs> Yo, what's up, everyone? How are you doing? It's your boy, Opti. I told you guys today in the spaces, we are starting a new series. This is Simply Bitcoin TTL with your boy, Opti. And I'm not going to tell you what TTL means yet. Maybe we will get to that later. Uh, someone said it stands for Talk to Opti, but no, you are wrong. It does not stand for Talk to Opti. As I said earlier today when I uh, unveiled what we're doing today, I'm the culture guy. I talk about how Bitcoin changes your DNA, how it literally changes your life. And I've been harping on this idea of be a shining example of being a Bitcoiner. And so when I started this podcast series, I couldn't think of a better person to start this series considering that my boy, my guest today was literally the first big podcast I ever went on and it 100% changed my life. It changed the trajectory of everything that I'm doing. And so this is going to be a continuation of that conversation. And without further ado, it's your boy, John Vallis. What's up, John? How are you doing, dude? Glad to have you. It's been, I don't know, two, three years since we had a, a podcast of this nature. I've seen you around at all the Bitcoin conferences, so I'm excited for this one. Yeah, it has been two or three years. It's crazy how, you know, how time flies. Awesome words, man. Put a smile on my face that, you know, things have gone so well. So uh, awesome to be here. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Let's go, bro. All right, guys. So you guys are definitely familiar with John. And if you're not, he hosts an awesome podcast called the Rapid Fire Bitcoin Podcast. Uh, I joined it. I don't know what it was two years ago. It was 2020 back then. And we titled it Bitcoin Saved My Life. And at the time, I re-listened to it. And it I was so naive then, first and foremost. It, it's very interesting to hear in hindsight, but also there's so many little tidbits in that conversation that, that I still stand on to this day, and, I, and I, I reiterate consistently. But this idea of Bitcoin saved my life, I, I 100%, 21 million percent think that this is what will happen to more people out there. And this is why I go so hard every single day to try to explain Bitcoin to people. And John, it's your job as well to try to get that message out to people. So I know it's changed your life, but in all the years since we last talked, are you still seeing the same thing, Bitcoin changing people's lives? Well, that's a great question. I would like to, to comment on one thing you said. That, you know, like I, I've never uh, seen my try to get even the message out or try to orange pill people, right? I, I mean, I think our, our conversation that I try to do, which is just have open conversations with people. And I think one of the effects of that, the quality and the type of people and the character of, of, of the people that are in this space, that in that conversation, like that's the thing that's most powerful. It's not like, you know, off the economic and then monetary and he, you know all the different cases or the technical cases for Bitcoin in this world that we live in today like it seems to be that the thing that's most impactful is like how people show up how they are receptive to new ideas how they engage in debate and dialogue and these sorts of those things you can tell like oh like this person is a reasonable person this person is an informed person this person is a humble person this is someone who I'm going to allow what they're saying for those reasons and many more, of course. Um, and then, like, that's 
kind of what op all the other things, you know, the, the, the actual technical reasons why this is, they're far more open to basically filling in those blanks by themselves, right? By reading the books and the articles. So um, that's always how I've, I've seen my role or what I do. In and uh, in terms of this changing people's lives, I mean, that's something in our prior conversation. That's all there really is to me. I mean, what what is the the going on? Any change? Any anything? If it doesn't inspire or necessitate behavioral change, or if it doesn't inhibit changes, you could go in that, that direction as well. If it doesn't inhibit behavior, all about and what's that is why what's so compelling about this particular phenomenon is such profound, broad and positive changes in people their perspective value what they what their ambitions become who they end up mixing it up with what they're aspiring to together with the other people that are seeing things similarly and uh, uh you know i i you probably don't want to you know use one singular term to kind of cover all that kind of stuff do that you could say that it's people's notion and perception of sometimes in some cases radically reorganized or reoriented and so that very much determines your behavior and, and what you, you attempt to move toward organized in a manner that is extremely beneficial to people um and you're a witness to that and see all the different ways that's happening yeah man 100 percent uh you you mentioned something um and it's something that Nico and I talk about all the time on air and off air. And it's something that I, I fully can't grasp my, my head around. And, and it's not even an original thought, but you kind of mentioned the same thing. Whereas, you know, something about Bitcoin, uh, it literally like, excuse my French, everyone, but it just it mind fucks you so much like that you have to reorient <laughs> everything about yourself. Uh, if you really are trying to understand Bitcoin, if you really are trying to make that change and you realize that, look, I am a part of the fiat system. I am, I am a, you know, I am a fiater, you know, for lack of better terms, I am a native fiat person. And then once you come in contact with Bitcoin, it just changes everything about you. And me and Nico kind of frame it in a certain way. And I think you, you kind of touched on it, that same thing. And, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this because we have had this conversation in the past, but now it's been a few years, uh, you know, on that message. And it's like, are we still on one hand, are we still right? But secondly, uh, we kind of frame it all the time. It's like Bitcoin is a pillar of truth. And there's something about Bitcoin. There's something about being able to. I don't know, tether yourself into the Bitcoin standard where everything else changes around you, but Bitcoin allows you to transform yourself around this monetary network and, and I, again, like anchor you into reality, just like proof of work is anchored into energy. Uh, Bitcoin has a way of anchoring you into reality and, and we call it a pillar of truth. Like uh, I think one of the big things that most people are missing in this world is that pillar of truth is this certain objective truth that they can always come back to and always rely on and so like as crazy as the world gets they can always put their hand on it and be like okay you know things might be getting crazy right now but 
I have this pillar of truth and I have these certain convictions and I can continue to move forward no matter what. And I think this is kind of one of the things that the world's missing. So what's your thoughts on this idea of Bitcoin as a pillar of truth? Am I getting too cosmic here or, or do you have this same kind of idea about it? Bro, I don't think it gets too cosmic when we're dealing with Bitcoin. I mean, none of us, none of us really know how deep the rabbit hole goes. These are the, these are the ideas that it inspires, right? And that's, that's what's so, uh, interesting about think, think about this thing and then i witness like the thoughts that emerge in my mind and then you know certainly that can't be true but i'll hang around and like you know poke holes in it and see if if it has any merit i think that process like these these are our interactions with bitcoin and inspiring these seemingly crazy many of them novel and new is what's inspiring this kind of like intellectual witnessing amongst people in which Okay, I don't just simply where I'm at informed I am in my intellectual capacity. I don't feel feel like I'm as able as capable as questions that are emerging that and and they're so seemingly outlandish or crazy, some of them at least, like the proper test. I can't poke them sufficiently. So I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna read read these books, you know, books on theology and religion, or I'm gonna read these books on spirituality, I'm gonna consult you know, I'm gonna consult all available that I can find that is tangentially related to this I'm trying to poke holes in. And so I, I think that process, and I, you know, I love this. It's just the fire, you know, that intellectual fire has just, it's like pouring gasoline on it. And it, in pretty much everyone I speak to, like all the plebs I have on the podcast, and that's what's happening. Like the, the, in, they've just been so invigorated in trying to wrap their heads around, conceptualize, contextualize, un understand this thing better, understand what the relevance is of it in their life and how they can bring the benefit of it more. And uh, uh, so, you know, the idea that it's um, a pillar of absolute truth, let's say, I mean, I think that, that one's much of a stretch, but what's interesting about that notion or that concept is that that is at least the idea of like, you know, religion, right? There, there's this absolute doesn't change. And so you change in relation to it. It, it, it humbles you because you can change, but in, you know, I don't want to get too far, you know, into that sort of line of this to say that I think that's, that's why we find these allusions to things and, and more would take issue with making that uh, connection explicitly you know maybe not the hardcore kind of accepted it but you know a lot of other people would but i always go back to sure it sounds absurd to, to say that there's something religious but what if we analyze our behavior in 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 reference to it we end up finding is like well people devote themselves to it right they devote their time and their energy contributing to it, to trying to amplify it, to trying to bring it into life such that they can experience that benefit in their own life and with their peers and their family and their relationship. You know, that you work in a certain sense, you spend your, all your time thinking about it. You know, you, you connect with them. So it has a lot of those same attributes. And to me, if we just take away the contentious and we just focus on the behaviors, there's a tremendous tremendous amount of parallels.
parallels and similarities. The, the, the most pristine signal to me that there is a profound self things, right? Like the, the, the behavior is this thing you should always be looking at to see of different things are to each other. And in this case, it seems like there's a very close, very close parallel in terms of the type of behavior that people, uh, you know, take the type of behavior that, that people uh, enact. So, <laughs> the type of behavior that people behave, you know, that they, and in relation to those that would, you know, uh, maybe define themselves as being again, and it's a it's a super it's a super broad topic, and I I've been spending a lot of time writing about it lately. But suffice it to say that you know I don't have any problem with your characterization on sort of totem of truth that ha that allows you to bring a lot of benefit absolutely man and uh first first and foremost before i jump in a little more uh you brought up bitcoin as a religion quick yes or no is bitcoin a religion <laughs> i'm gonna be all, i'm gonna be all, all peterson on you with this response i think but you know <laughs> if we're gonna answer that question we have to know you know we have to have, have a mutually understanding is right and then we have to have a mutual, mutually understood <laughs> uh, idea of mine is, and so I think we're there's a lot of work to get to before. But I'll I'll, I'll suspend all that, uh, you know, nuance. Please say. I think it may turn out to be the case that. What, well, let's say this: what we understand as religions come with a lot of baggage, right? Most people would. Know, secular people might say that you know like maybe th they have a, a greater trust in the, the the idea or some, some of the philosophies or wisdom within religions but perhaps may have you know sullied that or co-opted it or corrupted it in, in some part of the reason why it's uh, uh you know not popular in some people but if we're if we're removing the institutional aspect of that and simply looking and saying, behaviors does, does this inspire in referent, in reference, or in even in deference to it? Then I think we have to conclude that it has a lot of the same attributes and it, it process, right? So it's it's almost too early to judge, but early indicate that it is something of, if not equivalent. Uh, Similarly, significant meaning to people as, as the notion of it for a lot of people. So, you know, the sh short answer is yes, but, you know, <laughs> much to be determined. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, personally, I, I found a weird connection with my own personal faith and my own personal journey, uh, as we've called it in the past, you know, the Bitcoin's hero's journey. And it, Again, it, it really blows my mind that during this Bitcoin journey, I have, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, become more religious and, and more acknowledging of, uh, you know, the natural laws of the universe and, and the greater powers and, and the, the lack of human understanding that I understand. You know, I'm just like, look, I am just one human in this whole thing. And I obviously don't know everything. And I have accepted this. 
And so I put it out on Twitter a couple of times, and I've gotten some flack back on this uh, from from some of our friends on Twitter. But we are kind of touching on this, and and it's very interesting how a lot of Bitcoiners feel the same way. Um, would you say that Bitcoin uh, has fulfilled you more in life, or is it? I don't want to say Bitcoin itself, but maybe the Bitcoin ethos, the worldview around Bitcoin, like. Something about this movement, this this psychological monetary movement, it seems to instill fulfillment or purpose in people. And I hate to I hate to, you know, dive down the whole Bitcoin gives you purpose because it's a money. And, you know, the the saying uh, the love of money is the root of all evil. But I think that has something to do with the, the corrupt money. So, like. What what would you what would be your thoughts on this idea of Bitcoin giving you purpose or giving people purpose out there in the world? And you know, is this a is this a uh, what's the, what's the term I'm looking for? Like, is is this um man? I'm blanking on. Is this sacrilegious? You know, the to say this idea of Bitcoin gives you purpose since it is you know a monetary instrument. Uh, I think you're muted. How about now? Got you, bro. Sorry, I tried to toss some messages that things were choppy. I don't know what it could be because it's the same setup as usual. Am I coming through? It might be the browser. I should have told you before. Uh, but you're seeming to come in. You're coming in good right now. Okay. Um. Well, sacrilegious to religious folks. Religious to you know secular Bitcoiners who you know you often hear the refrain like you know. To be more than it is, it's just a technology. You know, use it how you like. Um, you know, but not just its objective. You know, manifestation, right? It's making machines. You know, so everything comes with meaning. We ascribe meaning to everything if we less to us, and its its objective quality is irrelevant unless it has meaning for us. You know, the question. So I, you know, I, I don't think the you know, leave it alone. It's just an object about it. Uh, I just, I don't think that's a very sophisticated approach to trying to understand what's going what, So I do think, and, and clearly, it's something that's become extremely meaningful to people. Always in the pudding, right? Because a lot of things can become meaningful to people, and, and those things can often lead people deluding themselves into thinking that, you know, something is something when it's, when it's not, when it's, you know, diluted, self diluted or diluted by other means in some capacity. And, you know, the possibility that that's the case here, I mean, we, we don't always know that we're almost certain we're, we're not perceiving things perfectly clearly. And this is why I think the search hallmarks of this space, space it's like one of the primary, it's the ethos most important. And so everyone's trying to seek that. And that's not only what's led them to Bitcoin, but also them to do that more in relation to a great many other things in their, in, in their life. And so something that both inspires that in you and is a tool for is extremely meaningful. Again, like maybe the, the most meaningful thing, you know, logical and philosophical texts and, and discussions throughout the ages. I mean, truth is like the kind of set you free, like you know, God, truth, 
truth, freedom, and love. Like they're all kind of, I might say those are qualities of the notion of, of something like God. And so, you know, and just to uh, preface all this, you know, disclaimer, I'm not saying that this, you know, that's just kind of an absurd statement, but I think part of theological pursuits is trying to understand what that concept, try to identify its most pristine manifestations in the phenomenal world or in the, in, in have access to, and then ascribing goodness to them, saying, oh, wow, the, like, and observing things that seem to have those, those qualities that are productive of good. And again, that's a difficult concept to nail down, but I think if you look, look at the course of history and you look at interactions, you, you can start to tease out what the good may be, right? Peace and happiness and joy and awe and relationships and love and these sorts of things. And when you are most productive of those outcomes, let's say, I think you have some attributes that are connected in some profound way, like the very thing that allows the, that gives rise to those things, that allows those things to experience those things. And again, like it's, I, I know, know I sound like a crazy person when I say this stuff, you know, speaking to a fellow crazy person, so there's not, not much judgment here, but that, I, I don't, that notion or that line of thinking, and which which is why so many of us are, are like an effort into seriously teasing that out. I mean, if, 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 like the books I'm reading, all the, the, or not all of them, but a lot of the famous, you know, verse from, you know, a thousand BC on, onward, I, I find my to see what they were saying about these topics, the notions of truth and and love God, and try to see what parallels or what insights I can draw and apply them. Is that uh, it's not none. You know, there's there's, there's significant in or 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 links between these things. And so, you know, that's all wrapped up in the process. You understand what this thing is, what its significance is, what its meaning to us should. And there's a faith wrapped up in that because the faith is. In ascribing all that time, in devoting pursuit, the faith is that the, if we can understand and engage or better, we are will be able to invite more more of its capacity into our lives and into the lives of the people that we interact with, and that is something that we want. And therefore, advice that we have to make to do so is worth it. And you take it on faith that that's a, um, a legitimate pursuit, a legitimate use of your limit. So I can't remember what the beginning of your question was, but me neither, me neither. Way down go. the rabbit hole, absolutely love it. Uh, I, before I go into my next question, again, uh, I'm gonna try to hit you. You you are the Bitcoin Rapid Fire podcast host, so I would like to hit you with a rapid fire question in the middle of this conversation. Is Bitcoin divine intervention, or is this just ascribing our own belief systems onto Bitcoin? Well, divine intervention. Wait, what was that? I mean, I said 
again by divine intervention. Well, all right. So, in my opinion, okay, you're Jordan Peterson me. I love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, by this, I mean, um, you know, I, I definitely believe in a greater power. I definitely believe that there's more to this life. We have both in the past had these conversations about uh, psychedelics and, and the mind-altering effects of this and, and understanding that there, there's a lot outside of, of human understanding that we, we can simply grasp on. And, and it's, you kind of touched on it, of reading old books and, and trying to seek truth in, in, for lack of better terms, like ancient scripture. And we talked about this in the past, that... I think there's things that our ancestors uh, understood about reality that we have lost in this modern world. And part of this is this idea of there, there is much more outside of the 3D physical realm that we are. We just completely either want to denounce or just can't comprehend because it doesn't fit into our worldview. And so this is kind of my idea. Like, it feels like you know, forgive me, but we say it all the time on the show. Uh, it feels like the fiat system is, uh, I don't know, a very negative and evil system. And I believe in the inherent good of humanity and, and of life in general. Life begets life begets life. And I think that, you know, we said it last time, uh, that at, at the very end of the day, I have this like very hallmark, hallmarky feeling, you know, Hollywood as Hollywood saturated brain over here, where it's like at the very end of this uh, life of this story, it will wrap up nicely and we will get a, you know, a feel good story, a feel good message. And right now it does seem like the fiat system is very draining. It, it's a very negative, uh, parasitic system that takes, 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 and takes, and continuously takes, and it's demoralizing the human spirit. And again, I'm, I've always been team human. I, I, I like to uh, view myself as just like a humanist in the sense like I think that humans, on the one hand, obviously we are probably the most evil, uh, you know, gruesome animal on planet earth but there's also very uh beneficial and and angelic qualities of humanity and and it's hard for me to uh connect both of those ideas when we are living in this fiat system and so when i say like is bitcoin divine intervention considering the time that bitcoin was released considering what is what it can do to humans and as you said in the past you know bitcoin is the great motivator and been motivating humans since 2009 um it, it it's like i know it's a very simplistic view and and it's like a good feel good story and we're i'm just human and i i would just want to get like a good story that i can latch on to but it does feel like in the trajectory of things uh as negative as they were getting you know, I don't know if I want to say that Satoshi was an angel himself or what have you. You know, I'm not I'm not going to get too that cosmic, but it does seem like it was the time when this idea was meant to come out. And, and you know, the best way I can explain it is just a simple and probably way too cosmic question of is Bitcoin divine intervention? I've asked other people. I've asked CK. I've asked a lot of people the same question and uh, they'll, they'll they'll try to. Uh, just break it down in in like a more uh, you know physical 3D realm type of perspective. But I love getting cosmic. You are John Vallis, one of the cosmic Bitcoiners, and and again we kind of touch on this idea of Bitcoin being religious or maybe a religion in and of itself. And uh, th there's something about Bitcoin that that just 
pushes humans. And, and I can only say this from my own perspective. It pushes you to be better. I've said it in the past. Bitcoin or Satoshi found a way to domesticate human greed and, and make people act correctly and act better. And I mean, for lack of better terms, it's the only way I can think about it. Like, is Bitcoin divine intervention? Was this like, you know, whatever, uh, extra dimensional beings interjecting into the 3D physical world and kind of like guiding us and be like, hey, uh, you see this little invention, humans? Like you guys could go go a little farther than where you are right now. You guys are in a stagnant mode right now and your system is is eating itself from within. And so, again, you know, I don't know. It's hard for me to not look at it in this sense of like it seems like Bitcoin is divine intervention considering when Bitcoin was released, you know, the 2008 financial crisis. It, it's like it was the perfect time for it to come out. Maybe it's just, uh, you know, this whole idea of like a bunch of atoms getting mashed together and then then we have life. And it's just, you know, by coincidence that we're all here with all this great technology. But I don't know, man. I, I like to think that humans are inherently guided towards the good. And, and you know, what is God but just good? You know, it's good with one O. And uh, I don't know. What's your thoughts? And, and again, are we getting too cosmic out here? No, it's not possible. Don't worry about that. Um, what's the right way to end? The way I see things more and more, because, like, like some of what is God and has there been intervention? These sorts of things are so, it's like, sure, you can speculate and you can try to connect some dots and, and such, but I don't think we'll ever, too unknown to, to uh, characterize in that way, perhaps. And so, because we discussed psychedelics last time, so maybe I'll use that example here and it might be useful. You know, when you have the, you know, let's say a peak or pinnacle psychedelic, experience like the very subjective so you know we'll have to just uh we'll have to assume that happening at the the, the top of that experience when when people have it you know the, the john verveke calls it a you know people have called it mystical experiences like that thing when you're in that consciousness what's going on there well you're certainly not thinking about what you're afraid of you're not thinking about your anxiety your, your your fears, your obligations, your any of that kind of stuff, and you're not, you're not even really specifically having individual thoughts about the good stuff, right? To be existing as love and presence, and what what has been called loving awareness in the, in the, by some people in the past, um, and so that's there, that's available to us now. By certain means, sometimes it's a spontaneous religious experience, a near-death experience, ordeal poisons, rhythmic. There's all these methods, maybe, you know, just meditation, that people can access that aspect of really pure, that you might even call, like, your, your, your line to God, who, you know, the spirit of God, let's say. And so when I question, do I think Bitcoin was divine? intervention i mean i don't think someone in an, another just zapped it down to earth because we really needed it but i think one necessity is so when an individual like Satoshi nakamoto looked out on the world and he probably had a lot of the, the same concerns that we have about it and thought man 
and this is just things are fucked up. How do we? How's better? And we also have to say, and this is kind of heresy, but he may not have known the, of what he actually built. You know, very few inventors usually do. They see a like they see a part of the picture, and that's why they they build the solution that they're trying to build, and to see the entire picture and the the, the entire gravity and all the downstream effects of what they've built and that made that was satoshi but, but suffice it to say that, that i think he probably looked out and he said we need to find you focused on the money you know because perhaps that's the greatest force multiplier effect of all the things that have gone wrong but my point in bringing bringing kind of i think when he because he, he he would have asked himself Consciously and subtle, what what is what am I trying to rectify? Like what what try to what type? Of, and again, this goes back to not just technical, because he would have asked themselves, well, what what solution would have those virtuous or good attributes that are balanced to the invirtuous, if that's a word, or like you know the the ne negative or the corrupt attributes and manifest of, of for the current system and its manifestations. And I think he would have well, it has to treat everyone the same. Right? It has to be fair. It has to grant everyone a divine value, let's say, equal divine value. Obviously not market or merit based as a as a starting place, as a fundamental axiom, everyone is true. Another one would be truth. Okay, well the 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 information that this is and this is carrying it can't be corrupted it has to be tr true and stay true you know we could probably go, go down the list of like some of the attributes that we could easily point out about bitcoin and we could what you, you might call a technical attribute an ethic right so there we just the ethic of truth truth you know proof of work you could say well he's out the ethic of humility lunch you have to work for what you want um and, and on and on and on down the line and so and about the connection here but what i'm saying is like from where does he get those virtues that he's trying this would be a solution to the problems that he's observing and i would assert those virtues he he, he understands those things to be good good is connection to that divine spirit Space that we all have access to, that we, that we, you know, uh, most concentrated form in the so-called mystical experience or whatever, but which we always, you know, have some form. Of, and I would so if if that is if we can construe because we're accessing the divine aspect of ourself and the 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 virtu virtuous attributes that it has and pulling them down into our realm, into our world, them out into the world for the good that they're capable of manifesting, well then, you know, you might be affirmative. But, but again, my dis the, the distinction I'm making is it's not divine intervention from something outside of ourselves. It's, it's an instance where have been put together in, let's say, a novel, unique way, pure way, successfully, and implemented successfully, 
and we out in the world for that very reason. So just the final point on this, like you and I, we probably wouldn't have been so drawn to this thing if we didn't see those, right? If we didn't see the virtue of truth and if we didn't see the virtue of freedom, if we, if we didn't see the virtue of fairness, oh, well, this is just another, another corrupt thing. Someone's going to take advantage of it. We're going to, someone's going to try to fight whomever. But because it seems to have instantiated those broader, eternal, metaphysical virtues, if you want to call them that, that those understandable act, aspects of God, if you want, want to even go there, it's drawn so many people into it. Now, most people probably aren't conscious of that, but it's fair and that's good. And so I'm, I want to participate in it and, and all the other reasons. But, you know, you could construe it to be a manifestation of the divine. You know, a human individual would probably be a little bit more accurate if I was going to rephrase your question. Fascinating. Mind blown. Uh, I, I, it's been a minute since I've had one of these like profound uh, Bitcoin conversations where, where it's like, oh, I, I've never really thought of it in that way. And it's not like this is a new thought. I think it's just been a minute since I, I've actually sat down with another, uh, you know, for lack of better terms, another Bitcoin philosopher and, and got down into the, the weeds of being cosmic. Um, but yeah, man, I mind blown because, you know, I, I definitely believe in like, look, I, I look at my hand, you know, look at your hand, people. And to me, it's not by chance that we have this this great, uh, you know, beautiful bodies. It's not by chance that we're living in in what I like to call, you know, this beautiful world. I tell everyone all the time, it's like you're living in paradise. Uh, like just look around you and 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 have that perspective of like, look, man, things might not be as good as as we'd hope for it to be, but there's still an opportunity for us to. Uh, exert our will on the on planet earth for lack of better terms and create that life that we want to live and and i think this is something about bitcoin where it uh you know it puts up a mirror to you and what you believe and you're able to portray who you are i forget who said it in the past but they said uh there's there's the meme of like getting rich and and having money uh, it doesn't change you. It just exposes who you really are. And we say it all the time on the show that Bitcoin has a way of exposing people's true incentives. And it's kind of that same phenomenon that like Bitcoin has a way of putting up a mirror to you and you seeing what you want to see in it and then you being able to actualize that. And we have, we have the other meme in Bitcoin about like unlocking human potential and this is something that we actually talked about two, three years ago, and I've been talking about it consistently. And it's the idea of be a shining example of being a Bitcoiner. And, and when I tell that to people, uh, they're like, what exactly do you mean? And I tell them all the time, it's like, have a fit body, have a fit mind, live a good life. As we said in the past, you know, have good relationships with people, like live your life in such a way 
that you inspire people to want to understand why you are the way you are. And in the past, we were kind of talking about psychedelics and we, we angled it into Bitcoin. And now that I'm also on the front lines of Bitcoin content, Bitcoin media like yourself, I'm starting to realize that I think this is one of the most important ways to get Bitcoin across to people is this idea of like, look, everyone wants to live a good life. I am fundamentally convinced everyone wants to live the good life. Whatever that means to you, again, it's subjective. But if you can live your life in such a way, as I say, you know, be a shining example of being a Bitcoiner. And by that, I mean, being a shining example of being a good human. And then you show people like, look, Bitcoin is the reason why I've, I've been able to do this. Bitcoin is the reason why I live my life in such a way. Bitcoin is the reason why I eat good. Bitcoin is the reason why I've unlocked my human potential. I think this is one of the best ways to get our message across is because it's like we said in the past. And now I'm like, I, when I re-listened to the Rapid Fire Bitcoin podcast that we did two, three years ago, what literally titled Bitcoin Saved My Life, uh, still 100% still agree with that, that title. Uh, it's interesting that I'm still essentially saying the same thing. It's like, look, Bitcoin is going to hold a mirror up to you and it will expose you to you and it will help you actualize yourself. And in that process, as we said in the past, the, the hero's journey of, of becoming who you're supposed to be, you can start to resonate and have these ripples go out to everyone around you and by just living a good life, I think this is one of the best ways for all of us to not only market Bitcoin, but to get the Bitcoin message out there. It's like, look, people want to live a good life. Do you want to live an honorable? Uh, do you want to live a a a life full of ethics? Do you want to do you want to live a life full of principles? Do you want to live this this ideal life? Well. We have the solution for you. But of course, you need to show people the utility of it. You need to show why you know people should hodl, why you should save, the low time preference, all the Bitcoin philosophies that we always talk about. But I think the message of like live a good life and it'll be the best way to market Bitcoin is by just living that life that other people want. And I think you're kind of a shining example of that. Yeah, I've seen your Twitter. Uh, we went back and forth a long time ago in the past. You're like dunking yourself in ice cold rivers. You know, I, I would get jacked up and uh, listen to your conversations and, and start doing sprints. Like I'm the healthiest I've ever been. And I think I'm the mentally have the most clarity I've ever had in my life. And it's all because of Bitcoin. It's all because I've sat down and I've audited myself and, and I, I, you know, I dumped all the ideas and the ideologies that weren't working for me. And I basically had like one simple thought is like, are these, th are these thoughts, is my ideology helping me live a better life? And if it's not, then I just dump it and I try to find the, the true north. And again, it's back to this idea of like live a good life. And Bitcoin will market itself through that process. And I think you're kind of the same. I think you view it the same way. You're still you're on that that just be an excellent human. And this is how we can get that Bitcoin message across, because I think you kind of you kind of sprinkled it in earlier. You're like, I don't even I don't even uh, orange pill anyone anymore. And, and that was one of my questions over here, like. Do you still evangelize Bitcoin or is it just this process of like, look, I'm going to live a good life. If you want to listen to Bitcoin, my Bitcoin spiel, come listen to my content. But like I am living the life I want to live because of Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely it. If for, I mean, there's many reasons, right? But just pragmatically speaking, well, as they say in sales, 
sales. People love to buy. They hate to be sold. You know, like people don't want to hear you know, Bitcoin fixes every damn thing under the sun. You know that you're just going to come off as a crazy person, and and many are exceptions. You know, but uh, by and large, because even when you're, even as you're giving them that, that subconsciously or even consciously, is going to be looking you up and down. Like, who the fuck is this person? Like, what have the solutions to my problems are to the world are like look at this person the fucking slob they're gonna poke holes all up and down everything they know about you to try to discredit what that's what we you know that, that's what we do because we don't want to all maybe it's, you know, again many reasons but maybe we, who like looks no better to me or no better than me as far as i can amazing knowledge that's the key to the problems that you know, have been plaguing myself and others for so long, like bullshit in my face. And uh, so I think as you, as you said, and as we've, in our last discussion too, it was funny that, you know, basically my, my stance is unchanged. Going back to what, how we opened this discussion tonight, it's like, what, well, it's only relevant if, if it changes behavior and, cha and it's only good and for the for the positively and so you know you if this thing really is what you what we all say it is then the proof should be in the pudding see so not sitting here claiming to be perfect nor you know assigning that to any of the bitcoiners i know but attempt to focus on the things first of all like we have to admit and this is this will probably sting for some people in a bear market but a lot a lot of us, you know, come up in the world, a system that we're placed in that, that puts us in a, a state of deprivation that is to be, right? We're in a, this kind of artificial deprivation, the hamster wheel, the, the Cantillion effect, you know, our savings, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so that in conjunction with a nurse to just put you on a path and not, not have you ask questions, just go, 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 be away and get the thing that you're supposed to get, right? And so people don't have that much time to like think, think about like what they should be valuing. What, what, what is valuable? What should I, what, how, how, how should that guide what I pursue? But from financial security, and in particular, the kind of financial security that Bitcoin represents, you know, you get bucks, but like there's something different there. You know, there's something different between having less, less, you know, value Bitcoin, the way that Bitcoin, that you hold Bitcoin and the security that provides, and cuck bucks at, at JP Morgan Chase, for example. And, and uh, once you have, that allows you to consider these things even more. And then you do. You, you have this reorientation. Things, you, you, you let go of a lot of ideologies. You burn off different aspects of yourself. You know, fears or conditioning and that kind of stuff, and you 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 attempt to see with greater clarity things that are most valuable to you with greater clarity, and then the process of pursuing them is where the one thing to just be a philosopher and you know like identify you know the things of greatest value or the aspects of God or whatever is down to the proof of work, right? Like refining yourself, putting in the work to in the direction of the things that you deem to be most most valuable. And again, my observation and biased observation, because I'm just so deep in this and I only talk to and hang out with Bitcoin, 
owners. But that's happening to a lot, a lot of people, and people are doing it in different ways and prioritizing different things. And because you know, we perfect right, right answer like, oh, this is the most valuable thing that you should be pursuing. But but there is convergence with health and relationships or or career or you know politics or whatever about similarly and seeing the value in and trying to invite them into their life and, and trying to and so i think that's what part of the reason why it's been said you know i i know i've said it many times there's many things right so you can, can this is this is a non-exhaustive or, or non-exclusive sort of definition bitcoin as a as a an instrument for personal refinement or spiritual you know because that's what we've been discussing tonight and i think that's that's true like you you ping ping, ping pong it back and forth it's, it's always what you use to kind of consider these notions of ambition it's just back and forth and what you find over time and and this is why it it garners those those religious kind of uh association this is a bit tongue-in-cheek but not totally like you know you know, religious, some religious people might be like to something about themselves or something into, in their life and be like, well, what would Jesus do? And what they're doing there, where's the gap between like my, my impulse and what I would do here and what I feel like doing, my, you know, based on my understanding of, you know, the different aspects and principle, idea and or historical person of Jesus. And how can I alive here with that? So that I can show up to this circumstance, show up to myself, show up to my family, whatever. The, and I think you know a lot of people probably, maybe not, not explicitly, in their life are being like, well, themselves, personal development, psychology, relationships, work, like life, life in general. Well, what would Bitcoin fix or the virtues or the attributes that I'm observing, the ideas that are emerging in my mind in this thing, and how might they allow? me to orient myself optimally to broadly speaking as 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 positively or beneficially as possible interesting thing is that in in as a result of doing the output the product of that appears to be healthy well happy strong courageous honest integ integrity or you know and all those those other good things that we could list off and you know last, last point all that what does that say like when when you when you, you can not only the fact but it kind of goes back to the prior question about from where do the attributes are instantiated in bitcoin and when satoshi was building it where from where did they come from and we mentioned or suggestion that it you know it comes from that place where the source of those things. You know. um, what does it say when you embody and it produces a positive result in your life and in the life of the people that you interact with? What can we infer about reality if when those principles are the most optimized or most you know, uh, beneficial outcome? have to... In my mind, it seems logical to conclude that, like, well, it, it the very structure of this. You know, you you embody the wrong principles and virtues, and you, you get negative 
destructive outcomes, both for you, both you, your mind, your body, and, and the world that you interact with. You embody a different set of principles, many of which you know, we, we might agree with Bitcoin, and you get the opposite. You get integration. You get create. You get you know rela positive relationships. You get positive emotion. You get rel and <laughs> what's up with that? As, as Terence McKenna, you know, might say or used to say, that is that it's cohering with something metaphysical. We don't really have a very strong or clear understanding of, but but again, like experiment. If you just kind of observe it, I think I think, uh, I think it's you're, you're kind of cohering with certain generative parameters of reality. Doing it, do the opposite. You're kind of going against those, and that's why it's not productive. That it doesn't instill, you know, positive emotion and 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 joy and and love all. Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. I, I just want to touch on a few things and then I'm going to ask you one more question and uh, and then we can roll this one out, being mindful of your time. Uh, the first one is the idea of like, don't just be a philosopher. Um, and I know we're getting very cosmic and philosophic in regards to Bitcoin. And, and I jokingly called us Bitcoin philosophers. But I think that the way you ended that, that last uh, little tidbit is is this idea of embodying the wrong principles and uh, in, inevitably leads to a bad life. And I don't know about other people out there, but my me and my friend, my Bitcoin friends, uh, it seems like something about Bitcoin, about the Bitcoin ethos has allowed us to live a better life. And the proof is in the pudding, like you said. And again, you know, we we kind of we go back and forth on Twitter all the times about uh, the left bell curves and staying highly regarded. And I think there's there's a there's a very truthful Zen about this idea of like, look, we know the we know the idea of like the intellectual yet idiot, and they overcomplicate things. The academics out there, they all have this view on Bitcoin, and you know, they're always right, and they overcomplicate everything. And then we over here on Bitcoin, we're just like mind blown and they're like, just stay humble and stack sets and you can live a better life. Like it's this simple. <laughs> and and it's back to this whole idea of like simplify your life, you know, sell your chairs, sell all your junk in your house, uh, stack sets and prioritize your life around what you think to be the best way to live. And again, back to the idea, I say it all the time, like proof of work is a life philosophy to me. It's like, have you put in the work? Mm. And furthermore, has the work you put in uh, allowed you to live a better life? And if it does, then what are you questioning? Like quit doubting yourself. And it's something that you said two years ago. And I really love it. And it's something that I've been kind of saying to Nico a lot in the in on the back end. It's like, trust your intuition. You you know a lot more than you think you know. And then you you get all up in your brain and you and you you outthink yourself out of the position. And you said it in the past, like believe in your clarity. And you brought it up the same kind of idea right now. Like believe in your clarity. Like Bitcoiners, in my opinion, do have a certain sense of clarity on the world of the true nature of reality. And it, it's just like lean into this, lean into this idea of like, you know, what is right, you know, right from wrong inherently, uh, again, you know, inherent, uh, intrinsic value and all that good stuff that, that uh, we argue about. But I fundamentally believe it's like, 
has your life improved throughout this process or not? And if it hasn't, then audit yourself and, you know, try to live a better life via this life philosophy. I know a lot of Bitcoiners are huge on like stoicism. And I think a lot of us are, are males in this space. And, and there's a, there's a certain sense of, yes, people probably need to be a little more stoic, but it's back to this whole idea of like, are you living a philosophy, a certain view of the world in such a way that your life is getting better? And I think, you know, you and I, you know, I, I said it last time as well, the same idea, like, I don't know if this is enlightenment or whatever, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but are you living a better life because of this process? And personally, I can say 100% that yes, I, I, my life has completely changed since Bitcoin as I, as you titled that, that podcast in the past, Bitcoin saved my life. And here I am now, uh, I am a, I'm a Bitcoin content creator. This is my life. I, I've fully committed to this idea that Bitcoin can help humanity. And I, I am going to do my best to try to get these stories out there so that other people understand what we try to say, what we've experienced for ourselves, that something about this phenomenon, something about this experience, something about providing value to your fellow man, staying humble and stacking sats can literally change everything about your life. And I just want more people to try to uh, experience this for themselves. It's back to the kind of the whole idea of like when you have a good psychedelic trip, what do you do? The first thing you come back is like, guys, you want to experience it. This is something you want to experience. And so my last question in regards to everything we just talked about. Um, obviously it's a very simple question. This is all we're doing is a very simple question. Just asking the big questions about life. Um, I got this idea when I was listening to the old podcast that we did two years ago, and I think it's fitting to, to wrap this one up. Is Bitcoin the greatest invention ever created? My, you know, reflexive response is yes. You know, and it, it, many inventions are built on the shoulders of giants, right? They leverage prior and inventions, right? Like fire and electricity, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you wouldn't have Bitcoin without the internet and so on. And so, you know, they're all, they're all interconnected in that way. But in terms of, in terms of its capacity and potential, again, just my, my perspective, this is not, not yet written, but in terms of the, the capacity for good uh, uh, holds, I th think, without a doubt, the answer. You know, all, so many other inventions have enriched our lives and have, you know, you know, brought more convenience and that kind of stuff. have had downsides. And I think, you know, Bitcoin's emergence will be for some. Like, if you're one of those, uh, you know, cantillionaires or, or that just dismiss, dismiss, dismissed and then you know you miss the boat and you're you're on the you know the it, it will be a messy sort of emergence but i, I don't think that's used negatively that that's just you know basically all the fuckery that's that we're, we're is going to have to contend with the immutableness the the unchangingness a just like all of us will have to change in reference to it not the other way around. So just, again, in terms of 
the capacity for any innovation in history best the good, which is a theme we've obviously been discussing in this in this podcast. Yeah, I, I think it is. And again, like that that alone, you know, that reflexive answer allows me to question, like, wow, how how could it be that way? You know, like why is it attributes of and what does it mean that it is that? And you know, what do you call something that it can be used improperly, but that can't really be bad? And again, we we just we continue coming back to these you know religious or deeply philosophical notions because where such ideas have ever been contended with, and so you know we have to go back there and be like, well, what was that notion then? And furthermore, you know, I I, I don't know if you read that I put out last year, but basically the punchline in that was, was somewhat contentious, right? Because if, 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 if an individual believes in the historicity of the central cult of faith, right, and let's use Jesus because it's, you know, the most familiar to most people, um, but even the, the whole notion behind the, you know, uh, the incarnate Jesus, the word is that it, it was that. It was like those, those godly aspects or principles, the physical or phenomenal domain in the human realm. Um, now, subscribe to that particular inter interpretation, and, and you think when, wherever these emerge throughout history, that that central culture hero, that central hero, of, is more of an idea, but an extremely powerful one. Then you know that's a bit of addition, but. What does it mean now that we're saying that something has been discussed, kind of the nuance of how to interpret that term, uh, that seems to be physical, engageable manifestation of those, those same principles, actively capable of, of producing the good, basically. Again, poorly, but it, it, like, it's not like nuclear you know, used to, to blow up a city or you can use nuclear power to, to um, so what is it, like, how, how should we grasp, understand, appreciate the, the relevance of such a, the manifestation of aspects of those virtues in the world, in their most pristine form, possibly epic, that is not simply a powerful idea, but is both a powerful idea that was to refine ourselves and understand ourselves better, and is, is like as as we've been discussing, is incredibly um, well useful to, for lack of a better term, at improving ourselves. A mechanism, a genuine mechanism, whereby we can interact with other people, that other people are, are interacting with us on, on the same terms with those same virtues and that it's out there in the world you know what what should we call that you know and so the the, the piece i put out last year was money messiah for perhaps obvious reasons for the illusions that i but again and again like what i think back to your prior point about intuition is courage right right and i think what people appreciate about this space is saying Honestly, if you're engaging with humility, if you're engaging 
you know, with engaging, you know, with all those sort of those embodied principles or virtues, each tolerate the outlandish nature of some of the the rhetoric or the ways of the ideas that are emerging in our minds and what we're thinking about here. And both not only just listening to your intuition, because the other thing about what's going on is like have rough times, everyone's going to like the burden of life or the burden of even sitting Bitcoin and like it's not all going to be roses, right? But that's the, the whole point. Like it's, it's this constant forge almost, or if you want to use like mythological language, it's kind of like the phoenix, right? Like it's emerging and being burnt to the ground and emerging once again renewed. And this is why that theme is in basically all the, the cultural, you know, foundational cultural myths in all sorts of civils all throughout the world, because that's it's like, that's pretty much how one is best to constitute their continuously refine and, and be reborn, right? right? And, you know, interestingly, I think a lot of us refer and do refer to our fiat selves and our Bitcoin selves. And so, there's, you know, you could say, narrativize that process. Many of us would probably say, well, you've been reborn. Again, you know, that, that sounds crazy to a normal observer, but I think many people would understand. And of course, of course notice the similarity of, of that language or where that language has been. And so, you know, the only point I'm making there is that you, you have to have a certain of that intuition, you know, and to not lean into it too much and assume your, your writings be kind of questioning, but also have the courage to just get out, out there and references of something that is potentially unprecedented if we're right about this. And it's necessary with ideas that seem controversial or <laughs> unacceptable or might be levied at it. And the reason, again, coming back to the, the kind of the central and the central faith here is because the most important thing to pursue is the truth that will set you free. And I believe that's the case here and in, you know, religions and philosophy and stuff all throughout the ages. It seems like we're just once again, you know, rehashing this thing, just like I, I just referred to the person, you know, rising up and engaging the hero's journey, and then, you know, the rises once again from the ashes. That, that same thing is happening in this kind of conceptual or in this realm of technologies. And it seems like, you know, once again, this, these powerful in a renewed form and uh, here we are trying to wrap our heads up, tribute to it, and leverage it to the maximal possible beneficial extent. Absolutely love it. Fascinating. Mind's blown. I knew that this was going to get as cosmic as it did. And I'm sure we could sit here for another hour, but I, I promised you one hour. And just to your last point, it's almost like the Bitcoin price, you know, the highs and the lows, uh, the reiteration of this process, uh, not not getting overly bullish and not getting too negative in, in the, the drought of despair. And this is just all the process of becoming human again, you know, with the help of Bitcoin. And man, absolutely love this. I 
I'm so hyped that you were the first one to come on here, John. I, I knew this was going to be a great conversation and I hope to uh, bring you back in a little bit. You know, we, we can get more cosmic. I'll, I'll get more cosmic. I'll come back and we'll give the people some more, some more spiritual juice out there so that they can uh, continue to fulfill themselves through this journey and not forget the most important aspect of all this, that we are seekers of truth and the ultimate truth is we really don't know what the hell's going on here, but it seems like we are right when it comes to Bitcoin. So continue to stack, continue to stay humble, provide value to your fellow man. Anyways, John, what are you working with? What do you want the people to know? And we'll roll this one out. Uh, nothing really, man. I'm, uh, I'm trying to write a book along these very, you know, themes and subjects we, we discussed tonight. So, you know, all this stuff is very much at the fringes of, of, of your capacity to think and connect. It's been a, a challenging, but definitely a, a fun process. So, um, you know, the, I see that that's probably enough. And just thank you, man. I'm, uh, you know, this has been a great chat. I, I for, uh, you know, the first interview on this new, you know, project that you're doing. And I'm so happy to hear your story of, you know, having had the chat a couple of years ago and, things and I'm sure even greater things in the future. So uh, it's always a pleasure to brother and, and thank you so much. Oh man, thank you. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, just just to wrap it up, like Bitcoin has legitimately changed my life out there, guys. And and if it can do it for me, it can do it for all you guys. And, and I told John two, three years ago, uh, I had this idea. I, I manifested it and all I really wanted at that time is like, yo, I want to get cosmic with John on the Bitcoin Rapid Fire podcast. <laughs> and I did it. And now here we are a few years later and I'm hosting John in an interview. And man, it's just uh, Bitcoin life is crazy, full man. It, it's oh, full circle. It's fascinating. You know, Bitcoin changed, it's changed my life. I'm sure it's changed John, as, as you guys can hear. And it's changed so many of my friends' lives out there. And for you new people... Just trust the process, stay humble, stack sets, provide value to your fellow man, and this too can happen for you guys. So, John, hang out for a moment. I'm going to roll this one out, and then uh, we'll let you go. All right, guys. Really appreciate you guys staying. As you can tell, we've taken a little different angle than what Nico does on the Simply Bitcoin IRL. This is TTO. So... You know I am going to get cosmic. I am going to go down the culture. I'm going to try to elucidate on these ideas of how Bitcoin changes your life. It changes your DNA. It changes your very personality and your perspective on the world. And it makes you a better human. It makes you live a better life. And I think these are the stories that we can get out there. These are the conversations that need to happen as well. Putting my hat in the ring in the Bitcoin cosmic corner. So... I'm going to bring more people on. I'm going to bring more Bitcoiners, uh, average Bitcoiners, big name Bitcoiners, whoever I can get on that I see on Twitter that that can give these conversations to the people is what I'm going to do. So I hope you enjoyed this one. I will be back next week. I got a few in the books and I'll continue to get friends to come up here and spread that pure Bitcoin signal. Anyways, guys, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out.